Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badgers Brad Nortman. And Nortman, it's a fake! Great call and great execution! Not a Hawkeye in sight! And Chris Orr. An excellent play by the freshman out of DeSoto, Texas, Chris Orr. Here's Alex Strofe. The Great Dane Huddle rolling out live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison, a Monday night edition. Good to be back on Mondays. Alex Strofe alongside the former Badger, the should-have-been USFL Defensive Player of the Year, <laughs> the former Carolina Panther, and the current wonderful ESPN Madison host. He is Chris Orr with you from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area. Madison, Chris, I feel like it's been way too long, my man. Good to see you as always. That was Uh, a great intro. Even though we worked together two hours ago, but nonetheless, (laughs) it's been way too long uh, on Rutledge and Hamilton. How's everything holding up with you? Training camp's underway in the NFL. I know uh, I heard you with Jason Wildey last week. We're just kind of waiting on the moment, right? We're we're just kind of waiting on that next moment because you're coming off such a great run in the USFL. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time, right? Yep, it's just a matter of time. I don't, I don't think anybody's even a weekend yet. No, I think a couple of teams are a weekend. I know, like, the Chiefs are a weekend, but majority of people aren't even a weekend. So, you know, it'll, 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 it'll come here soon, especially when people start putting pads on. That's when I want to go anyway because, you know, I'm a football player, and I'm not going to wow you in uh, shorts and a helmet anyway. So, But you have the fun advantage of, of being fresh off a full-blown football yeah, season, sure, right? I mean, sure. I mean, and I heard you talk about it with Willie, so I don't want to redo that segment too much. But you talked about the fact of, hey – it's usually a ramp up for mm-hmm. me. Uh, my body's used to being hit yep. and hitting other people, yep. right? So you're you're in a good spot. Oh yeah. Um, I was looking through the free agent inside linebackers in the NFL. Uh, the list I found had eight people, all over the age of 27. Mm-hmm. You're 26. 26. Age yeah. helps. Yeah, age helps, man. Age. Helps. I just turned 26 too in June. That's right. Yeah, I'm a fresh 26-year-old. You know, it's crazy. Sometimes I forget I'm 26. Do <laughs> you usually think you're 25? No, honestly, I just forget, period. How old do you feel? How old do I feel? Yeah. 22. Really? Yeah. Because you act like you're probably 30, and I mean that as I a compliment. Feel 22. Yeah, yeah, I'm an old soul for sure. I don't, like, uh, I don't like doing too much. I like being at the house. I like being with family and friends. Like, if we're going to go have a good time, I'd rather have a good time at somebody's house. I don't want to go... You know what I mean? That's fair. I'm, I'm definitely an old soul. I've always been like that, though, to be honest. Well, let's dive right in to somebody that's not having a good time. Yeah. And that would be your former teammate of three years at the University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, a Heisman Trophy finalist? Yeah. Should have won. Should have won. Don't Should've disagree won. with that. I don't, I don't know if he ever uh, went to New York or anything, but I, I know he was he's he was top been in the six, Heisman top race. five. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was always right there. Yeah, We're talking sure. about the Indianapolis Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor, who's been going through it this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It, it was it was a hell of an end of the weekend 
for the former Badger and current Indianapolis Colt, Jonathan Taylor, the running back. And obviously, the running back position has been so fascinating over the last couple of weeks uh, as there was the Zoom meeting, um, the state of the running back, how they haven't been paid, teams aren't locking up guys like Tony Pollard, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, etc. So the state of the running back position is bananas in the NFL as it is. But Jonathan Taylor... And the Indianapolis Colts, specifically owner Jim Ursay, have taken bananas all the way to the Christina Aguilera level of B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> Gwen Stefani? I think it was Gwen Stefani. I don't know. I think it was Gwen Stefani. I don't know. I just I think I botched that reference. I just know the song. I, I think it was Gwen I Stefani. It was. I botched the reference, but I caught it <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, so it started earlier this week uh, when... Jonathan Taylor simply requested a trade after not receiving a long-term deal uh, with GM Jim Irsay Saturday. That was reported by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Then Albert Breer, also of NFL Network, uh, hears from Jim Irsay and says, quote, we're not trading, Jonathan. End of discussion, not now and not in October. Jim Irsay goes on, quote, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us, end quote. And then yesterday, the Colts were contemplating whether or not they should place Taylor on the non-football injury list, which, of course, if Jonathan Taylor held out and didn't come off that list, he wouldn't get paid in 2023. Mm. Due to a back injury, he suffered, allegedly, while away from the team. Jonathan Taylor then comes back at 9.21 p.m. last night and tweets, quote, one, never had a back pain. Two, never reported back pain. Not sure who these sources are but find new ones, end quote. That from mm. the Indianapolis Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor. So the saga is at an all-time high for the former Badger. Chris Orr, I ask you what you make of this from your former teammate yeah. who's also dealing with a general manager who is a former Badger and Chris yeah. Ballard. Yeah, honestly, I think, uh, I think Ballard doesn't have much say in this, to be honest. I don't, I don't necessarily think it has much to do with uh, Chris Ballard himself. Because at the end of the day, his boss is Jim Irsay. Everybody's boss is Jim Irsay. Like, people don't understand that <laughs> your boss is the owner of the team. The owner of the team is the one that signs the checks. He's the one that's paying everybody. But uh, this is just the dark side of the NFL. Like, them threatening to put him on the NFI list and him saying that, man, I never had an injury at all. You know, he showed up to camp, reported to camp, has been practicing. So it's, it's a tough situation to be in. But all it is is them not wanting to pay him. And them not want to trade him. He's in a he's in like a catch twenty two. They don't want to pay him. They don't want to trade him. But he's like, all right, bro. If, it's cool if you don't want to pay me. Just trade me then. I'm sure somebody else will pay me. Which is weird that they don't want to pay him because of all the running backs in in this current uh, running back situation of of wanting to get paid. I think I thought you know beforehand. I remember us talking you know with Brad uh, a couple of weeks ago that I think JT has the strongest case. Because one, you're right. one, they haven't won a game if he hasn't rushed for 100 yards. Which is an insane stat. That's an insane stat. They're undefeated if he rushes for 100 yards. Haven't won one without him rushing for 100 yards. So when we were talking about the running back market and the influence that running backs have, we talked about you have to have that type of influence. It has to reflect on your, uh, on your win totals. Your, your influence on the game has to reflect on the win totals. Either that or you have to be Christian McCaffrey to where you we can put you at slot receiver, you can do so much more, or you have to be a bell cow like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry where we can give you 30 carries a game, and you can do that for multiple weeks in a row. And JT has done both of those. So, I don't know, it's, it's a very weird situation. Uh, you know, I feel for him for sure. Like, he should definitely be paid. I don't... 
I don't understand why they're why they're refusing to do so. I think Jim Ursay is just kind of drinking the drinking the Kool Aid a little bit because you have the capital to do it. If you're the coach, you got the capital to do it. You've already paid your stars. You've paid your offensive lineman. You've paid your star linebacker. You've paid your star nickelback. Uh, you just drafted a quarterback, so he's on a rookie deal. So you have the money to do so. It's just weird that they don't want to do it. I, I, I really wonder why he's refusing to pay JT. And my, my argument would be like, okay, then don't give him a long-term deal then. Why don't you give him a two-year, three-year deal then? You don't have to make him a six, seven-year promise. I understand that. Everybody understands that running backs, you know, you get beat up the most. But at the same time, if you give him a two-year and say he's asking for $16 million, yeah. you give him a two-year, 34 mil, let's say you get 32 guaranteed, $20 million signing bonus, whatever. And he outplays that after two years, then he's going to want to re-up again. So that's a, that's a second problem. But at the same time, why don't you just give him a short-term deal and give him the money that, he, that he's asking for while your quarterback is under the rookie contract? So I want to bring this aspect of it up. And mm. This is not me saying I'm not Team Jonathan Taylor. Right. This is not me saying I'm rooting against Jonathan Taylor. Mm -hmm. And this is not me saying I'm anti-pay the player. Right. But I want to bring this part up because okay. I think it's important, right? You view the other running backs in the NFL that are going through this, right? I mentioned Eckler yep. and Barkley and uh, Pollard mm -hmm. in Dallas. And you also look at the history of the position. Right. There's one really obvious case that keeps getting brought up in, in the middle of all of this conversation of, well, you can't do that, yeah. and that would be Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. He yep. sat out a full year yep. because he wanted to get paid. Yep. He came back and was never the same. Yeah, you, you, you just can't do that in football, period. Whether you're a running back or any other position, you can't take if a year you're off. a year out of football, like you're, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You can't take a year-long break and – Assume that you're going to be the same player. Like It's going to take you a long time to get back into that groove. So I hear that as do not draft Odell Beckham Jr. in fantasy football. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't say that because it's different when you're <laughs> it's different when you're coming off an injury versus like just I'm holding out for a year. Sure. It's very different, very different. Because when you're coming off from an injury, like you're rehabbing, and a lot of people don't know this about the ACL. When you come off an ACL injury, that ACL rehab, I'm telling you, your athleticism gets boosted so much just because of the exercises that you have to do. You actually come back, like, faster. You're a faster player. Really? Yes, for sure. I lived it. I promise you. I promise you. The athleticism that I have now, I promise you, is a, a testament to the ACL rehab that I had to go wow. through. Wow. Yeah, that's sure. That's fascinating. For sure. uh, the other part of it, though, that I, that I want to bring up, Chris, is does Jonathan Taylor getting traded actually help him? Because yeah. I, I, I don't – the landscape of the league right now says mm -hmm. don't pay running backs, right? The Packers are, are one of few teams that are paying a running back over $10, $10 million a year, right. Right? right? One of the top five highest paid running backs in the league is Aaron Jones. Right. Uh, one of the other top five paid running backs, in fact, number one paid running back in the league is B. John Robinson, yeah. who hasn't even played an NFL game yet. Crazy. He's a rookie in Crazy. Atlanta. So the, the state of the position is just so wacky, out of sorts. Mm -hmm. And I feel for JT – but I also don't know how he gains leverage. Yeah. Right? I, I have no idea. I don't think sitting out gives you leverage. Mm -hmm. I don't think requesting a trade necessarily gives you leverage. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell Jonathan Taylor can do to say, look, I'm the man. Right? Yeah. And you mentioned it. Uh, not quite undefeated, but the Colts are 13-1-1. One one oh, there we go. When Jonathan Taylor rushes for over 100 yards. Look at that. That's I mean, that, that is an un absurd stat. <laughs> He's 15 times he's rushed over 100 yards. They've lost one of those. They've tied one. Mm. They've won the other 13. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. That in and of itself is the same argument that I made before. Like, 
I think that players in the NFL, you should be paid based off your value to your team. Not necessarily what your market says, but your value to your team. And I think he has the argument to say that I'm the most important player on this team. I'm literally the most important player on this team. Yeah. Matt Ryan didn't, couldn't get it done. Carson Wentz couldn't get it done for you. Like We've gone through a quarterback carousel, but the one constant has been me. And when I rush for 100 yards, <laughs> we're an amazing team. But then also, like, I, I think him getting traded, I don't know if – I think it might help him. I think it all depends on the destination. Like, if he goes to a team that's willing to pay him, like Miami was trying to get Saquon Barkley, and they knew they would need to pay him. At the end of the day, like, these teams that are trading for him understand – we need to pay him in order for this trade. Oh, to work. I, I would love JT in the AFC East. Oh yeah, that'd be. I amazing. mean that that's a fun division, it is right? Obviously, division. Aaron Rodgers in the that's Jets. A fun division. Josh Allen in the Bills. Mm-hmm. The New two in the two in the Dolphins. Yeah. New England's the worst team there, but yeah. they still have Bill Belichick. But just New England, period. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so exactly. Th- that's a fascinating division. Imagine adding Jonathan Taylor to the mix, but, mm. but nonetheless, it, this is just such a fascinating fiasco, yeah. if you will. For right. Sure. I, I mean, I I feel for JT. But I also understand where the Colts are coming from. Mm-hmm. This is a business at the end of the day. It is a business. And running back has proven to be the most replaceable position. Now, when you have a talent like JT, exactly, it's hard to replace that level. Mm-hmm. And I look at a team like Tennessee, right, mm-hmm. with Derrick Henry. You're not replacing Derrick Henry. Yep. It's, it's only happened once in recent years, if we're being completely honest. It's only happened with Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler in the Chargers. It's only happened once. Nobody else has, has done it. Everybody else has claims they can replace a running back. They haven't done it. Look at look at Pittsburgh even now. They haven't replaced the talent that they had with Le'Veon Bell. They, there hasn't been anybody that's been like, oh, he's better than Le'Veon, or is doing just the just the same. Look, Le'Veon, Le'Veon was, was a sick talent, but you exactly. got to remember James Conner had a good year. He had a good Najee year. Najee Harris but he wasn't, is still young and on a Le'Veon. rookie deal. But Najee, Najee Harris is on a rookie deal going True. into his third year. JT's still on his rookie deal. That's the issue, though. I mean, well, Najee Harris versus Jonathan Taylor. We're talking true, apples to oranges, true. right? But, but my, my question to Jim Irsay would be, like, why not just extend him for a year then? Why don't you give him one-year extension for 16 mil? They have the cap space. That's you the part that's, that's fascinating to you me. You have but it. Nonetheless, uh, Jonathan Taylor going through it uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. Really fascinating conversation uh, here with Chris or Alex Strofe with you. It is the Great Dane Huddle. Live at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison, and I, yeah, I don't know what to make of this. I, I don't know what will come from it. I don't know if anything will happen, but it remains to be seen. And I know you feel for your guy. Yeah, Former oh teammate yeah, of three sure. years at the University of oh Wisconsin. Boy. And obviously everybody in Madison's rooting for JT. We want him to get paid. We want him to have a great career. Mm-hmm. But he's in a weird spot. He's in a weird and spot. And that entire position group is in a weird spot. For sure. So we will see what comes of that. It is the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Brunch is back at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. All four locations. In the Madison area, right here in Hilldale and Fitchburg on the east side and right downtown just off Capitol Square. Brunch every Saturday and Sunday beginning at 10.30 a.m. They've got the Great Playa Burrito. They've got the Daner's Breakfast. They've got mimosas and mimosa flights. They've got everything and anything you could want from a delicious brunch at the best restaurants in the Madison area. The Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Four locations. You can learn more about their brunch specials and Everything the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company does on their website, greatdanepub.com and greatdanepub.com slash brunch. We will talk a little Jordan Love. We've had a lot of, uh, I don't want to quite call it propaganda, but we've had a lot of positive thoughts, notes, tweets, etc. about Jordan Love. 
and Packers training camp over the course of the last couple of days. We'll dive into Jordan Love and what you should make of Jordan Love having good practices. Coming up next as we roll on, he's Chris Orr and Alex Strofe. It is the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Hilldale. Great Dane Huddle rolls on live, laughing Chris Orr, Alex Strofe with you from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app. And Wisconsin on a man. Really fun conversation. Well, maybe not so fun, depending on how you view it. On Jonathan mm. Taylor in the first segment. If you missed any of that conversation, find it on Scouts on Demand or wherever you get your podcast. Just search the Great Dane Huddle. Chris Orr, Alex Strove with you. Alex Gravatt helping us out, as always, running the show back at the Everlight Solar Studio. Alex, you okay back there? Everything good? Oh, we're vibing. Having a time. <laughs> I'm You're vibing. vibing. I'm vibing. Eight vibing. They got to watch Thousand Pound Sisters, man. That's a great show. What, what is it? Thousand Pound Sisters? You never heard of this show? Is that two women that are 500 pounds? It's these sisters, yeah. Actually, it's this entire family. But it's these sisters, and like they go through their like weight loss surgery like uh, journey or whatever, right? And, man, they're just very entertaining. It's a very entertaining family. Real country family from Kentucky. And they're both 500 pounds? Yeah, well, they've lost okay, the so, weight now. Oh, they have? Yeah, they've had, they both had the surgery. What are they looking like? <laughs> I mean, they're thinner. Like, for sure. Like, they look good? Ah, they're still working. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. I think it's more of like a, you understand that it's that's more like a psychological thing. Like, because, you know, some people eat because Being they Being 500 like, pounds is a psychological Well, thing? you know, some people eat because they had, like, trauma. You know what I mean? Like, sure. instead of becoming an sure. alcoholic, like, you just started eating a whole bunch or whatever the case is. But, like, one of them, like, she, uh, she had the surgery. Uh, I think her name is Amy. Okay, shout out to Amy. She, she had the surgery, and she, like, lost the weight, but then she had a kid. You know what I mean? So then she gained some of the weight back. Then, she's, then she had another kid. So, like, it's just following their journey. It's a very funny family, very entertaining family. Any 1,000-pound sister fans out there, I'm one with you. My wife put me on. My mom loves watching any TLC shows. You know, they're, they're usually, like, gross. How but. in the hell am I supposed to pivot? From, what is it, 1,000-pound sisters? 1,000-pound sisters, yeah. How the hell am I supposed to pivot from 1,000-pound sister to, hey, Jordan Love's been playing well at practice? Because he's carrying 1,000 pounds of pressure on his back following Aaron Rodgers as the next Green Bay Packers quarterback. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's, that's why we pay you to be here, Chris Orr. <laughs> All right, let's dive in. Um, so Jordan Love, obviously a lot of pressure on his shoulders, as, as Chris Orr alludes to, and he's – not wrong about that whatsoever. The interesting part is that we just don't know who he is, what yeah. he is, what he can be yeah. at, at the NFL level as a starting quarterback, a QB1 of a legendary franchise like the Green Bay Packers. But the last couple of days have been pretty solid from old Jordan Love. Saturday goes 16 for 22 in the 11 on 11 period. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. No pads, but 16 to 22, a uh, couple of touchdowns, really nice throws. I got a question for you, though. Hit me. Are people counting like sacks in this total? He didn't get sacked. Oh, that's nice, too. That is nice, too. Uh, it's just nice, depending on how you look at it. Depending, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Today has a couple of nice throws that were leaked on the internet by fans in mm. the stands. 
threw a dime, a dot, up the sideline. In pads this time. Up the okay. sideline to Christian Watson. Made the rounds on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. And me, I feel like I'm a pretty middle-of-the-line fan, right? Mm -hmm. I don't get too high. I don't get too low. I try to stick with reality. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest with you, Chris. Seeing Saturday was the best practice he's ever had in the green and gold. Today, he's making great throws under pressure. Mm. All the pockets collapsing. He's throwing a 35, 40-yard dot to Christian Watson up the sideline. It's making me think, all right, maybe this guy mentally has grown. The game's coming at him faster. He's mm. understanding it quicker. And maybe, just maybe, he can have a successful first season as the starter. Mm. But I ask you, as the former NFL player, mm -hmm. hopefully future as well. Yes, sir. Former USFL, also future. Mm. Former Wisconsin Badger, a guy that's played football at the highest of highs, mm -hmm. the highest of levels. How much stock, as a Packers fan, can I be putting into Jordan Love's performances in a practice? I mean, you can put some stock into it. I would say, like, 60%, like a little bit above 50 just because, like, I'll take it. There is a there is a confidence aspect of the game that you gain through practice, through making plays in practice. Like that is real. And then there's just like another step. So like the next step is just doing it in the game. And then once you do that, then you understand like, okay, I, I belong at this level. I'm supposed to be here. I can make plays. And then you just keep growing from there. So there is there is some type of stocking to it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't look at practice and be like, oh, he's gonna do this in the game. You know what I mean? Just because you don't know. Like, not even necessarily just him, but, like, even the receivers catching the balls, like, and once they start getting hit as well, like, what happens when they get their head rocked when they're trying to catch a pass? Like, it, it's, it's just a little different when you get live bullets. So, there's definitely, there's definitely a little bit in it. Like, you can gain some confidence because he's gaining confidence every day as he's making these plays against some top corners in the league, to be honest. Like, if I'm being completely honest, he's playing against top corners in the league which is going to do nothing but help him as well. So, like, I would say about a 60% sixty percent investment in the stock for sure. That that is showing that he's gaining confidence and he's getting better. But I wouldn't look at it as like a direct translation to game day. I think you're right about that. Yeah. But the number you just pulled out is fascinating to me. Because right now on Twitter, our great Dane Huddle Twitter poll at ESPN Madison uh -oh. says, does the positive feedback from Jordan Love's recent practices make you feel better about his potential in 2023? 60? 62% of people say yes. He shows potential. 38% of people say no. It's just practice. Wiley Nash on Twitter says it's just practice, mocking the fact <laughs> we posted that. But nonetheless, it is interesting, right? Like, as a fan, I don't know what the heck to expect. Right. With Jordan Love, I just don't. Right. I, I hope he's great. Mm -hmm. I hope he's the third straight Hall of Famer that's going to play for 15, 16 years with the Packers. <laughs> that would be and everything's an amazing wonderful. run. It would be. That'd be great. But is it realistic? Mm. Yeah, probably not. Too unrealistic, though. It's not. I mean, you, you don't know. True. Right? I, I can't say it's unrealistic. True. I can't say it's realistic. I can't say it's reality. True. I can't say it's I'm living in a fairyhood land, right? True. Like a fairy tale land. I, I just, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. But seeing that we're seeing more precise throws, better decision making, mm -hmm. running through his progressions quicker yeah. and more decisively, mm -hmm. that makes me feel better. But can I sit here and tell you, yeah, man. He's going to be an MVP finalist. Yeah, yeah. You, He's going to be a Pro Bowler. Yeah, yeah, you He's going to be the best quarterback. Of the, I can't sit here and say that yeah, confidently. But seeing this makes me feel just a 
teensy bit better right. about his potential in 2023 as he's got to fill some really big mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. Our producer, Alex G., wears size 15 shoes. <laughs> yep. Those are big shoes, right, G? Absolutely, my but dude. Well, G, I'll ask you. Do you think the shoes Jordan Love is filling are larger than your size 15 shoes? Well, I know I've got bigger shoes and bigger feet than Aaron Rodgers, right? But, like, <laughs> metaphorically, <laughs> they're much larger <laughs> shoes than any I've ever worn. Yeah, I think you're right about that. They're giant, right? Four-time MVP. First ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. Size 15. I think you get at least a size and a half per MVP, right? Yeah, so what does that make him? Like a size 19 shoe? Something like that. At least Something 17. Like maybe 20. Maybe 20. I don't know. Those are big shoes to fill. You're definitely not filling those shoes in practice, though. You're not filling them in practice. You don't fill those shoes until you get to the regular season and you push this team into the playoffs, deep playoff runs. That's that's how you start to fill those shoes. That's how you start getting people to talk less about Aaron Rodgers and more about Jordan Love by winning games. And, you know, that's people are just going to have to wait until then. But, like, the practices definitely should give you some type of confidence. Now, what I will say – Probably the next step from here, just because they probably won't play him too much in preseason games. But when they had that joint practice with the uh, Patriots, him making these plays against them, that'll be a, even more of a confidence booster. Because what people yeah. don't understand about the joint practices is that Packers they're probably more competitive the than the preseason games, to be honest. Because you're going against the true ones, like you're going against the real defense. The install that they have up until that point, you're not going to see that in the game. So, like, yeah, yeah. If he if he's doing this in joint practices then your confidence level boosts up a little more and a little more, and then, which it should be doing for him. And then it will start translating a little more to, to game days in the regular season and postseason, hopefully. Tell me what you're thinking about this Jordan Love hype. 844-770-3776. That is the ESPN Madison Talk and Text Line. Again, 844-770-ESPN, 844-770-3776. Or on Twitter, at ESPN Madison, does the positive feedback from Jordan Love's recent practices make you feel better about his potential in 2023? I'm feeling a tiny bit better, but I can't sit here and act like I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. No, you should But if he continues to piece these together, mm-hmm. and this is why I appreciate your perspective as a player, mm-hmm. if he continues to piece these together, right? Mm-hmm. We see good news on Saturday. We see good yep. news today. If he does it again tomorrow, if he does yep. it again Thursday, if he does it again Friday, mm-hmm. all of a sudden are we thinking, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think he's already the guy for Green Bay, though. Like, the organization has made that decision. I don't right. think it will do anything but but help him if uh, all fans just got on board and said he's the guy. But, yes, agreeing with you, like, if he keeps stringing these together, you know, especially leading into the joint practices and a little bit into the preseason, maybe even week one or two, maybe even all the way out to three, then it's like, yeah, this he is our guy. He can lead this team. Maybe we won't see his you, – you won't see his full potential this season. You know, if we're just being completely honest, it's going to be his first season as a full-time starter. Hopefully he grows from there, you know, year after year. But if he keeps stringing these together, yeah, for sure. You should, you should have the confidence in, like, this is our guy. He can definitely lead us to a successful organization. So, so as a defensive player, mm-hmm. if he's lighting you guys up mm-hmm. a couple of times in 11 and 11s, yep. right, live ball, mm-hmm. are you – instilling more confidence in yourself and the guys around you yeah but by lighting up the the first team defense right as a linebacker you know an inside linebacker are you looking at love playing really well and thinking all right maybe i didn't know he was the dude but now i'm feeling like he's the dude heading into your first preseason game oh honestly uh i had this exact experience with jonathan taylor (laughs) he lit up our first team defense in uh one of our scrimmages late into training camp 
And we were like, man, either we suck or this guy's going to be nice. And we didn't find out until we got to week one and he torched Utah State. And then he did it the next week and took it up another level against FAU. So it's like it's going to take until we get into the season and you see him do it under live bullets, under the lights, under all that pressure for you to really be like, okay, he is actually the guy. Because then, like, you also don't know if, like, some of these are blown assignments, if the corner just didn't play the – coverage correctly or whatever the case is you just don't know so those guys those guys on green Bay's defense know they know for sure they know if it's like okay maybe this is christian watson just actually taking a us leap forward in his career and he's making them look that good which will do nothing but help jordan love anyway or are we playing bad defensively or are these guys just playing well bro they're just they're just getting it done so you won't be able to truly tell until the season starts but it's definitely giving you a hint for sure. You got me excited when you said Wisconsin-Utah State in 2017. <laughs> Kent Myers was the quarterback at Utah State that year. Oh, the backup, though? Joy Love. Joy Love. <laughs> Love. I was really hoping he played in that game because I could have uh, asked you more questions about what you thought of him <laughs> six years ago. He's Chris Orham, Alex Shrove. It is the Great Dane Huddle. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area, Madison. Asking you right now, after you see the recent reports, the positive feedback, on Jordan Love's recent practices to make you more confident in his ability to lead this Packers team maybe to the playoffs, maybe to an NFC North championship, or maybe even to a Super Bowl. What do you think in 2023 from Jordan Love after seeing and reading and hearing all these positive things about Love? I'm feeling good, but I don't think it moves the needle a ton for me. But if it does for you, I'd love to hear from you. 844-770-3776. We'll continue this conversation next, as well as play a little Gmail burning questions in Alex Gravatt's email. We'll dive into all that and more. Coming up next, it is the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. The Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. Alex Strope, former Badger, Chris Orr, with you. Got to tell you quickly about my friends over at Cotton Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side, Diamond Jim, the owner of the store, always in the store, ready to help you, whether you're looking to take that next step, whether you're looking to treat yourself, maybe you need to upgrade a watch, whatever you got to do, you can do it, and you can do it right, you can do it well. And you can deal with the best in the business at Condon Jewelers. The jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side, Diamond Jim, the owner of the store, in the store every single day. Go visit him. Tell him I sent you. Or check him out online, CondonJeweler.com. That's CondonJewelerSingular.com. All right. It is our favorite time of the week. Just past 630. Time to answer the questions. Everybody's emailing and asking to Alex Gravatt, our producer back in the Everlight Solar Studio. <laughs> it is time to play some Gmail. You've got mail. I like that part. You always make me feel so good about this. I, I'm just reading what the people got, you know? Yeah, it's, that's fair, It's dude. all about them. So for those of you who don't know, I get lots of emails. I send lots of emails. My job revolves around emails. And so I'm bringing to you the most obscure of the emails. And we're going to start big. We're going to start with our guy, Cornelius in Texarkana. Always. He asks, well, he sends in the article that a government insider said aliens were real and that they had Area 51 aliens everywhere, right? And I know, Chris Orr, <laughs> you've got your feelings on aliens, but if you knew it was safe, would you eat aliens, Alex Strope? 
Yeah, I, I'm willing to try everything once, right? Like, I, I, I subscribe to the motto, don't knock it till you try it. Oh. If I, if it is safe, like you, like you said, you prefaced it with that, if it is safe and proven okay to eat aliens, 110% I would try it. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not eating it. There's things that are safe and proven you, safe have, have for you, to eat right now that I'm not Let me ask right you this now. right now. Have you eaten squirrel before? Yeah, I've eaten squirrel. And you wouldn't eat alien. No, I'm not eating no alien. I've never eaten squirrel. I just figured you have because you're a Texas eat, boy. Will you eat bull testicles? Yeah. No, you're ridiculous. <laughs> no, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you won't. You're lying. <laughs> Present it, I'll do it. <laughs> you, you, you like I just said, I won't knock you out. You ever had chitlins? What's that? Chitlins. I don't know what that is. Pig intestines. I would try it. You don't trust me, bro. You don't want to eat no aliens, bro. I'm telling you, you don't want to eat no aliens. I'm from the South, and we eat a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do. I'm not eating no aliens. But you've eaten squirrel. Yeah, I eat squirrel. Is it good? Yeah, it's tender. Okay. It's tender. I bet alien was. It was like too. squirrel stew, though. Well, I bet so we could do alien stew. No, I'm not eating that. Why not? I'm never eating alien. Why? Some stuff you don't mess with, brother. What don't you mess with? Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What's next? <laughs> All right, Jordan Sheboygan emailed in the link to this story that asks about, or that, that Subway said you could win free subs for life. Oh, All you need to do is change your name legally to Subway. And it's got him thinking, what would you change your name to for to get that thing for free for life? Oh. Uh, we'll start with Strofe. What do you got? Oh, that's a terrific It's got to be question. food, though, right? Yeah, it's got to okay. be. I mean, like, I would change my name to Quick Trip for first free gas. <laughs> Is that a first food. and last name situation? Yeah, yeah. First name Quick, quick last name Trip. Yeah. That's not that bad of a name. Quick William Trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that'd be my new legal name. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd do it. Um, I'd have to think about that a little bit harder. Uh, because I you, got my answer. Whataburger. You change your name to what? I change my name to Whataburger. So first name what, middle initial A, last name Burger. <laughs> Burger. <laughs> I change my name to Whataburger in a heartbeat. That patty melt. <sighs> Everything. Everything on the menu. Fair enough. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I'm in a heartbeat, I change my name to Whataburger. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to think about that for a second. I mean, like, if I change my name to, like, Mac, could I get free laptops and iPads and phones? Mm. That's a good Apple, question. I guess it would be Apple. Yeah, I take my name to Tesla. I get a new Tesla every year and sell it. Nice. That's actually a genius idea. I right really want to hear just and tackled by Tesla for a ten yard <laughs> loss. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That would Tesla be a sell. bringing them down. That'd be a side business, just selling Teslas that he gets for free oh, because for his sure. name is Chris Tesla. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's that's a great question by Jordan and Sheboygan. I don't know. It is a great question. Uh oh. What, what's that alarm? That Somebody opened the emergency door. Oh. And now the bartender's running over. Emergency. Why didn't a, he just a good shut run? the door back? I, I think you got to use a key. Yeah, he's using a key to turn off the alarm, but the door is still open. Get into your play-by-play. Oh, -play. Let's go. Let's go. No, uh, we're done. It's, uh, he turned the key. It's off. That's it. I, I was just about to cheer up the, the NFL music. Anyway, we're going to back. Kyle in Boston. What's a better way to decide arguments? Flipping a coin... Or rock, paper, scissors. Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, I'll say rock, paper, scissors because it's uh, you're actually competing. Flipping a coin is just purely left up to chance. I say rock, paper, scissors because we can compete. Yeah, I agree. I'm full, I fully agree with yeah. that. I, I hate flipping a coin for anything. 
I wish they did rock, paper, scissors instead of the coin flip at the Super Bowl. Man, I used <laughs> to uh, more betting options. We used right? to flip we used to flip coins in uh, high school and junior high. I used to like flip a coin for a dollar. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> you choose. That's a fun spin on it. You but choose, I will say, bro. right, like the Super Bowl, the most bet on or the two most bet on yeah. things are number one, the coin flip. Yeah. And number two is the color Gatorade at the end of the game. Yeah. Think about the options and the odds. If okay, Not paper scissors. The Chiefs win on rock. Mm. Right. Mm. You, get, you get six options there. Mm. Is there a tie right at the gate? Right. Mm. I mean, I love the idea. We do that in my volleyball league. Oh, it's, I love instead that. Instead of flipping a coin, you do rock that. paper scissors. I love that. Uh, for a free pitcher before every game, and. Um, so, yeah, I, I love rock, paper, scissors. Mm. I'm very good at rock, paper, scissors. Mm. I'm going to beat you right now on the air. Ready? Yeah. I, I do rock, paper, scissors, shoot, though. All right. Okay? All right, that's cool. All right, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I just beat Chris. That's one. Scissors, two over, out of scissors over paper. We're not doing two out of three <laughs> on the radio. Are you kidding me? We'll do two. We'll do <laughs> Fine. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, he beat oh, me. Let's rock, go. Paper, scissors. Game three. Hold on. Time out. Game three. Rock, paper, scissors. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Let's go. Rock, scissors. That's again. why you do two out of three. You truly compete. Chris, you're, talk about it. you're a thoroughbred champion. <laughs> through and through, champion for the rest of your days. We've got one or two more here. Logan Duluth is on the road. So today it is Go. Logan in Montana. How Good long do you think? He, yeah, he's, he's road tripping. It's a crazy experience. How, According to this very beautifully written email, how long do you think you could survive completely off the grid? You are dropped in a forest with a knife, Ooh. some matches, and a reusable water bottle. How long could you survive? Alex Strofe, I'll start with you because I is, think it's not long. It is it's fair. It is fascinating you bring this up. I had this exact conversation with my girlfriend yesterday in the car. <laughs> now, we had a little bit different things. It was a pocket knife, mm. a roll of duct tape, and a reusable water bottle. So very close. Me and G did not talk about this, which is fascinating. Um, I think I got a week in me. I don't think it's a lot it's longer a than that. I think it's just a week. Uh, I am not a manly man. Uh, as we discovered earlier in Rutledge and Hamilton, I can't do a lot of push-ups. <laughs> um, so I'm probably not doing well at, like, chopping things down. Mm. I'm probably going to have an allergic reaction to something at mm. some point. I give myself a week. I think I got a few months. I think I got a few months before I, like, start going crazy because I want some, like, more entertainment. But I think I got a few months, man. I think I think my biggest challenge is going to be... Uh, well, I think it depends. So, like, one, like, what are the resources in this forest? Like, am I just dropped in a forest with no animals there? Or the only animals, like, squirrels or something? That's fair. Well, what, like, well, be what is to... the ideal animal for you to encounter in this situation, Chris? Ideal animal for me to encounter? Fish. Fish, yeah. If, if I can go fishing, if I can uh, get some fish, if there's like a nice little lake or because then you just got to start a fire and yeah. then you can you can use a you know fish, you can... uh, maybe a boar, or something. You think you're taking boar? out a boar with a pocket knife? I'm taking. Oh, oh, he said pocket knife. No, that's I what you meant. Said. A hunting knife. Okay, yeah, sure. You can have a hunting knife. I guess. Yeah, I got a big. Oh, we're changing the big, rules now. I got a big hunting knife, man. I I take that boar down. Can you take a boar down with your bare hands? Bare hands, probably. What couldn't you beat with your bare hands? <laughs> my bare hands? I don't know, bro. Grizzly bear? Only a bear. I'm not beating a bear with my bare hands. What about hands? like a silverback gorilla? I'm not beating a silverback gorilla with my bare hands. But you give me like, like, people looked at Arian Foster crazy when he said he could beat a wolf with his bare one hands. One-on-one with his bare hands? I'm killing a wolf one-on-one with my bare hands. No, you're not. Yes, I am. They're going to bite your arm off. You he can bite one arm. I'm going to get, I'm going to get behind his, I'm going to get behind him. I'm going to choke him out. 
before Snap is back. All right, I'm officially scared of Chris Orr. That's what this segment has determined. <laughs> I am, I am, I am fear, in fear, sitting next to Chris Orr at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Hilldale. That's Gmail here on the Great Dane Huddle. Always the most normal questions asked to us. Nothing strange ever asked. That's not that. that those weren't that strange questions. He asked if you would eat an alien. <laughs> that was the strangest one. Outside of that, those are regular questions. <laughs> I don't know about that. What? Did then you talk about force? how you're going to choke out a wolf. Yes. How else are you going to kill it with your bare hands? <laughs> I'm going to choke I mean, it I'm out. I'm not killing it with my bare hands. Well, if you had to, fight for your life. I still don't you're think cornered I'm cornered one-on-one with the wolf. I don't put a lot of faith in myself, Chris. <laughs> you're cornered one-on-one with the wolf. This wolf is starving, so he's, he wants to eat you. You're one-on-one with this wolf, and you're starving. You I'm probably going it. to kick right away. I'm going to kick it. Yeah, I'm probably going to kick it at first. And then once it comes, once I realize, like, especially if I got the knife, I'm definitely killing that wolf. Uh, no I'm knife. giving up we're one forearm. No I'm giving up a forearm and gutting him. Okay, but we're not using a knife here. All right, no knife. I'm still going to I'm gonna get up under him. <laughs> He's going to lunge at me. I'm going to get up under him. <laughs> and they got all this fur. I can grip him. I'm going to take his back, wrap my legs around you know, his ribs, and I'm going <laughs> to squeeze his ribs while I get under his throat and choke him out. All right. Nobody call anybody. <laughs> PETA. <laughs> you know, we don't need any phone calls. This is a life or death this, situation. This is a joke. <laughs> he is not being serious. I'm going to have to talk to him during the commercial break about what we can say on the radio. Thank you so much for this, G, and all the fans that emailed G. He really got us in a pickle here. We'll, we'll wrap up the show after this. want to talk a little Badger football. I, was just, I just came back from Indianapolis the other day for Big Ten Media Days. We've got Badger Media Day coming up tomorrow and spring camp starting for them at UW-Platteville on Wednesday. We'll talk with Chris about that experience, expectations, and all the in-betweens. That's coming up next as we wrap up the Great Dane Huddle right after this on ESPN Madison. Were they? Yeah, they were amazing. Well, everything's amazing at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Four locations in the Madison area. We're here in the Hilldale area. But there's also Fitchburg. There's Eastside. There's downtown. Any of them, great options. You could even go to Japan pretty soon. Did you know they're opening up a Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Japan? What? Did you know that? Nah. Yeah, coming soon. Japan. They've already broke ground. There's one in Wausau, too. But. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Pretty awesome. I always wanted to go to Japan. I'm not going to lie. I'm with you. I agree. He's Chris Orr. I'm Alex Strope. It is the Great Dane <laughs> Huddle. Off to a hot start here in our final segment. Real quick, Chris, I want to ask you a couple of things. Number one, I got back from Indianapolis on Friday. Mm-hmm. Big Ten Media Days, which is a zoo yeah, in a good way. It, is. Uh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Spoke with your guy, Muma Jungmeta. Yeah. Told him you thought he was soft. Yeah. He said, the guy that bunted in a charity softball game called <laughs> me soft. <laughs> That's a charity softball game. You play football. <laughs> That's what he think about that. <laughs> I'll pass that on. <laughs> Talked with Braylon Allen. Talked about how nobody puts more pressure, pressure on Braylon Allen than Braylon Allen. Love that be. mentality. How it should be. Um, 
Because I asked about the external noise, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of noise with the new scheme. Yep. The fact that this offense will be a little bit different. He said, mm-hmm. I don't listen to any of it. And the other little tidbit he told us, talks a lot with Derrick Henry. Mm. Tennessee Titans running back. Similar build. What kind of workouts and meal plans they should be on. Mm. So they talk about that, which I like to hear. Mm. That is good to hear. That's nice. That's really nice, actually. That's good for him to hear. I mean, there's, there's probably nobody else he could try to model his game after. To be honest, if, if we're being real, he got the same build for the most part. But what I will say is, like, they run a little different. Like, Derrick Henry's more of a long strider than Braylon is. Yep. Braylon's more of a – he's more of a power athlete than I think uh, Derrick Henry is, if I'm being completely honest. Like, their styles are a little different. I think uh, I would like him Braylon's game closer to Nick Chubb than Derrick Henry's. You know what I mean? But – as far as just physically, like, their body and understanding how to take care of the body, I don't think there's anybody else he could talk to about that with better because they got the same build. They weigh about the same. They're about the same height. And Derrick Henry's a bell cow for the Titans, you know, taking those 30 carries a game for a long stretch of the season. So if anybody can help him as far as taking care of your body, it's definitely him. I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, expectations for the season. Mm. How many wins are the Badgers going to have in 12 games? Uh, they should get at least nine. I would think. I think they should get at least nine. But I also don't. Is nine and three a disappointment, given all the hype? No, it's just a reality. Like, you don't typically go from six wins to eleven. That's not typically what happens. That's not usually how it works. Because if we're being completely honest, like, usually what what doesn't work with a football team is not necessarily just the coaching. Like at the end of the day, like. You can make up for bad coaching if you're just great players, if I'm being completely brutally honest. Sure. Now, not saying that that's going to get you, like, if you're just great players and you got bad coaching, you should go win a national championship. I'm not saying that. But, like, you should get more than six wins if you could just make up for it. You know what I mean? If you're just amazing players and all the only issue was that you just had bad coaching, you can make up for that in, in more ways than just six wins. You know what I mean? In the regular season. But I don't think nine wins is a disappointing year. I think that's a good year. I, I, finish I out, agree. If you finish out the season with maybe 10 or 11, if you know, because you can have nine wins and being a Big Ten championship. Given the state of the West. Yeah, you know what I mean? Three like new head can, coaches, yeah. You can do that. So, like, you can finish the entire season with 10 or 11 wins, but I think nine in a regular season, no, that's not disappointing at all. I think you're right about that. He's Chris Orham, Alex Strobe. A big thanks to Alex Gravatt for holding it down. For us back at the Everlight Solar Studio tonight, a big thanks to everybody at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Here in Hilldale, it has been a terrific show. You missed any of it. Go find it with Scott Sunderman or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Great Dane Huddle. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.